Uh, Phil, that was Akash Kapoor, uh, a fascinating man. He uh, grew up in an, in an intentional community in, in India, uh, went to boarding school when he was 17 in the States, went on to become a Rhodes Scholar, a highly educated, excellent writer, very articulate. And, and for me, it was particularly fascinating because I, I live in Fairfield, Iowa, which is also an intentional community, or at least an aspect of the town is, and uh, a, another town that was, came into being Vedic City is a, absolutely an intentional community. So uh, a lot of the things he said, uh, I, I related to, and uh, I, I just found them fascinating. There, there are similarities, also big differences. For one thing, uh, uh, Oroville was started you know, on a barren piece of land right. and uh, you know, based presumably on the teachings of Sri Aurobindo and the mother. Um, so it has in common with the, the Fairfield, Iowa community that it was created around the, the, you know, a specific set of spiritual teachings. But Iowa, Fairfield was the, the home of the university first and then a community right, right, around right, right. it, which was kind of different. And <clears throat> Oroville was better or was organized to be an intentional community, right, right. whereas Fairfield just sort of became a community. Yeah. But many and, of the things he said I, I related to about the evolution and growth of a community and um, it, it's uh, the, the, the orthodoxy, the more uh, progressive elements of it. It's it fascinating. Also, um, uh, I, I, I spoke to somebody, uh, this, we're doing this discussion a day or so after the, we actually did the interview, and I ran into a friend of mine, and I mentioned uh, Oroville in the interview with uh, Akash, and he said he actually spent two or three weeks in Oroville, really, really liked it, had wonderful things to say about it, stayed with a family uh, who was uh, very involved in that intentional community, and he said what was interesting to me was he said there were many uh, subcultures in the community. That's right. That, that, That's right. Tell us about that. You've been there. Yeah, there yeah but and this, there yeah. are people who are real, you know, who spent a lot of time there, could say a lot more than I. But it's interesting because it's it's a vast proper piece of land. I yeah. mean, it's huge. And it's, you know, from downtown Pondicherry, where the Sri Aurobindo ashram is, Um it's quite a drive. It's a 45 minute or so drive to the center of Oroville. And in Oroville, there's a sort of centerpiece uh, where there are, you know, offices and shops and restaurants and all that. And tourists, that's where tourists come. It is come. like a downtown, even though it's a town. It's, yeah, a little it's kind in a sense. A main, um, main and, and But we didn't mention is they have this enormous sort of meditation dome, right. gold dome called the Matri Mandir. And that's uh, essentially a pilgrimage place. And it's a fascinating place. I, I've been inside, but you have to make reservations and it's not easy to do. And there's only a certain number of people at certain times can go inside. And inside is this incredible uh, space. Don't you have to maintain silence meditation. at all times? It's but around Oroville, there's different sort of pockets uh, with homes 
uh, of different size and different kinds. And, and there are sort of subgroups, you know, right. that have developed. A lot of different people come for different reasons. They have different orientations. They're from different countries. I saw the, I saw the uh, breakdown in terms of countries that are represented in the community. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, it yeah. Was yeah, it's very international. So it's a fascinating place and it's not uniform. Um, and the connection to Sri Aurobindo's integral yoga and his teachings is kind of tenuous in a certain way because, you know, as the time went by, um, some of the people there just were more interested in creating a utopian community and with education and dealing and, with- And a big, a big com commitment to environmental issues as well. Big like environmental programs and, 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 and award-winning and very uh, uh, innovative uh, ecological uh, programs going on there. And some, so people got more interested in that and the uh, dynamics of a group living, you know, and, and mm -hmm. uh, communal living, then in the spiritual teachings of Sri Aurobindo and others remained dedicated to that and wanted to be more uh, uh, central to the operation. So it's it's an you know an interesting sociological yeah. phenomenon. It, it, was, it was also interesting to me that uh, critics of the of, of of the community, which you'll always have, no matter what you do. Uh, we'll use the word cult often. And usually, and especially in this case, I'm sure those are people that have very little familiarity or they have some ax to grind or they're just against any new communities and anything that has to do with Sri or, or Bindu or whatever like that. Because, um, um, yes, a, a, often what we consider mainstream religion can be categorized as cultish also. So I, I think you could tell there was a frustration, uh, which, which I totally understand on Akash's part when people mention those things. And even oh, yeah. frustration with too many tourists that just want to come in and eyeball the place, get a real superficial look at it. Oh, I was at Oroville, you know, as opposed to really looking more deeply as to what- Oh yeah, the tourist buses tomorrow. come, you know, you know, people from, you know, all on a, on a tour of South India and right. they'll say, oh, then we'll spend half a day at Oroville and we'll go at lunchtime when you can have lunch at the, organic you know restaurant or something and the so there's tour buses but they bring in a lot of money <laughs> you know so and, and you know people need, you that. need to keep the but the, the thing about cults you and i know how easy it is where journalists just call something a cult right and it has these terrible connotations right and you know any spiritual group an outsider is likely to say especially if it's not a mainstream group, right, right. they'll call it a cult. But as, as cults go, you know, compared to, you know, some of the really egregious cults that operate within mainstream religions in many right. places. I just watched on uh, HBO Max, a three-part series about a real, you know, Christian cult in Nashville that was, really out there and destructive to people's lives. So, you know, what, what is, what constitutes a cult and what's just, you know, a, a healthy spiritual organization that, you know, people right. 
benefit from, you know, that that's a matter of opinion. In many yeah, ways. I've often thought that, I mean, I, I remember I, I visited many times uh, Trappist monastery. So it's within Catholicism. It's a monastery where a group of men or women, I went to the one where there were men, lived there. There was a head person, uh, a, a, an abbot, and they spend most of the day in prayer and meditation, and they have to follow a routine. And they, is that a cult? I mean, some people could call that a cult. I thought it was a wonderful place. Uh, people come there by choice. Some people stay. A lot of people leave. Uh, they enjoy it. It's a choice. So it's, uh, but it would be very easy for somebody to come along and say, oh, they're, they're very cultish. They listen to this head guy all the time and uh, they follow this book called the Bible and, you know, on and on like that. So I think yeah. before anybody uses the word cult, you should really, which you can use, uh, you know, you think about and, what, and then what it means. A lot of spiritual organizations, uh, you know, if they have big followings, there's degrees of involvement. So if you get really deep into the core, the nucleus of the hierarchy and everything where people are de really right. dedicated, it has more cult-like qualities. Right. And then there's people on the peripheries. Like, you right. know, you go to Fairfield, Iowa, there are people who were deeply involved in the TM organization. And you could say there's cult-like qualities it, it, at, in, the, in the core of it. On the other hand, they can leave. Nobody's- right, right. It's, it's like- It's, it's, like, not, uh, that, it's not like where they possess you and tell you how to right. live. But on the yeah. periphery are all these millions of people who just learned to meditate and they have nothing to do with anything right, right. cult-like. Yeah, so, and, and you go, if you go to Crown Heights and- uh, in Brooklyn and is the group of Lubavitch uh, or uh, oh, yeah. the city, the city folks are very orthodox in the Jewish faith. And uh, you could say this or that about them. But if you, you, I have friends that are part of that community that, you know, it's, it's, hey, you want to see, to say things like that. You want to see a, a, a cult in operation, go to a Trump rally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it. Yeah. <laughs> Irrational beliefs and yeah. Anyway, hey, let's mention the book one more time. The title of Akasha's book, and I don't have it with me, so um, they'll have to just read it on our website and YouTube channel. Yes, I, and, and uh, what do we have coming up, uh, Bill? Oh, we have we have some great stuff coming up in the you know next few months, but. Um, we don't want to announce it because we haven't done the interviews yet. Right. And by the way, <laughs> uh, the title of Akasha's book, which I have, uh, Better to Have Gone, Love, Death, and Quest for Utopia in Oroville, Akash Kapoor, now available. And, uh, you know, just a it's gotten great writer. reviews. He's a wonderful, wonderful writer. He's oh, he is. Oh, he's a professional. He's a yeah. real journalist. So the writing is good. And it's been very well reviewed by mm -hmm. by people, of you know, respectable reviewers. So it's a good read. OK, Dennis, right. next, next time. time. Hey, listeners, push the subscribe button. Yes, please.